Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Babe and Babe podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer. And I'm your host, Joey. And we have been together for over 10 years. And today is our inaugural podcast. We decided that uh, we just wanted to record our banter. And I think we also have a lot to say. We're just, I think we're a little shit talkers. Just a little bit. A little bit. And uh, I think we're pretty funny. I like to say I'm funny. A lot. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it's spooky season. Today's October 1st when we're recording this. And we thought it was a good time to get started. Uh, There's lots of things going on. And I love watching podcasts and listening to them. But I especially love watching them, which is why I encouraged us to record uh, our first episode too. But yeah, this is our first episode. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I think it's going to be a good podcast. We're going to get into the spooky things, ghouls, goblins, and ghosts alike. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, so we have uh, a pretty like good, solid first episode, I think, to get our spooky season started. And I think some of our follow-up episodes this month will be probably a little spooky theme, too. Right? So um, I wanted to start off with uh, agree to disagree kind of game or conversation starter for us because when it comes to spooky things, we're on different pages, period. So example number one, yesterday, I wanted to watch something spooky in honor (laughs) of spooky season. And can you tell them what you wanted me to watch yeah, I would say spooky is like maybe not horror, but horror esque. If we're gonna watch a spooky movie, most of the time comedy elements are taken out. Not a rom com, not an adventure. You know, something spooky. Like I would say PG thirteen level, maybe something like Home Sweet was a good example. You started watching that. I would say that's a spooky show. It's just spooky. It's not flat out horror. It's not body horror. It's not jump scare. It's just a monster end of the world apocalypse scenario, but it's not scary. And I definitely don't think that that is uh, spooky. I think spooky is like more on the PG side. Like, I'm thinking, like, Hocus Pocus, oh my God. Halloween Town. I'm over here like, yeah, let's do something spooky. Like, not that. Very not, like, people turning into monsters and having to be, and like, killing humans kind of thing. Halloween Town is literally a Christmas movie, though. <laughs> it's called Halloween Town. Yeah, but mean? it's based around the premise of Christmas more than Halloween. I think I remember least. pumpkins. I also think like um Gilmore Girls, like it's fall. That doesn't give spooky, but it definitely is like fall. So I think our idea of spooky just is not the same. So along those lines, what uh what is like some Halloween like or like spooky season like must-haves for you? Like what is it that you need in order to feel the spooky vibes for the season for me i think i have to be scared and pg halloween town hocus pocus were those were cool things to watch when you're kids 
but those are things to get you in the mood for the season, I feel like. They're not actually spooky. What is? I don't think there's anything spooky, period, about Halloween Town or maybe a little... Halloween Town's scarier than Hocus Pocus because Hocus Pocus is, you know, it's a child's movie. But I'm thinking yeah. if we're talking movies, mm, you, I mean, I guess it depends on what genre, but I feel like there should be an aspect of something that gets you scared. There has to and be I, adrenaline. I think that's probably where we definitely like split off in the roads because I hate being scared. I do not like it. I do not enjoy the fear element. And I did you grow up watching scary movies? Like what was the scariest, like most like inappropriate, I guess, age wise thing that you watched? I mean, I was watching rated R movies when I was a toddler from child's play to seeing so movies and, you know, as a little boy and you're like, ah, people getting murdered and bloody. So for me, I was exposed super early to horror. So horrors never really scared me. Like when I would watch the Friday the, thir- thir- uh, Friday the 13th movies with Jason, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy didn't scare me, even though he could go into dreams. It, I don't know if I'm just a broken human or just desensitized, but to me, that stuff wasn't scary. I grew up watching the same things. Like, my dad and my parents let us watch whatever we wanted, really, um, barring, like, sexual stuff. But, yeah, like, I grew up watching all those same movies, and I don't remember being I remember being scared but not overly scared. Like, I could still go to bed. I could still, like, be with the lights off, all that kind of stuff. But as I grew, kept growing, I don't know if it's like everything I've been through or what it is, but I just detached more and more from scary films. And growing up, my parents made it okay not to want to watch scary things because my mom definitely, she's never watched that stuff. Um, but I used to watch it and I didn't care, but now I do. And I don't enjoy it. And I really hate this time of year because you get ads on YouTube or wherever of like scary movies that come out and there's a new one that's come out I don't know if you've seen um the ads for Smile oh yeah that's body and, horror that's like when you see distorted like, body images as soon as that happens click I will flip you know if like something scary like a bug even comes up on my phone I'm like please exit out of it for me I can't even do it myself so like for me I don't know what changed for me but I think it's sitting in small instances scares you the most because the stuff that I've shown you, it's hard to get you to watch a scary movie, but the scary movies I show you are really scary, but you still watch them through and through and you end up enjoying them too. So I think it's just something that is like an initial roadblock and barrier that just instantly turns you off. And I think it goes the same for me with rom-coms. I'm just so turned off and tired of like, I don't even want to watch a rom-com. But once you start watching it, and if it's good, it'll catch you. And I think that's the same thing with horror. So you start watching a horror, you get into the story. Oh, dang, I actually like this movie. And you end up watching it, and you're like, yeah, that was pretty good. And same goes for me if I'm watching something else or a genre that I don't like. If you push me to watch it, <clears throat> and it's good, then I'll, I'll end up liking it. I don't know that I always end up liking what you show me, though. Like... I feel like I can appreciate the artistic composition of something. I can appreciate the storyline, but I still don't want to see someone's face bashed in. I would prefer not to see like a bunch of blood. I obviously don't want to see like the scary like faces and like all that stuff. I think the two movies that really like messed me up were The Ring. Like at that age, I think really messed me up because when it came out, we were like 
young teens, like early teens, right? Um, and then in the Insidious movies, like I, I remember watching that with you, and I went to sleep with my sister that night. I had to go wake her up, and I was like, "Listen, I watched this movie. It was really scary, and I don't think I can sleep alone tonight. Can I sleep with you?" And and I was an adult. I think I was we were in our twenties, and I did that because I was so scared. And I think those two movies really messed me up with like seeing scary images, especially. But I will watch like murder shows. Like I just watched the Dahmer series on Netflix. Because you're a psychopath, watching. okay? You're a psychopath. <laughs> maybe I I am interested in psychology, so maybe that's part of it. Like psychological thrillers are a little bit more interesting to me than like flat out like I think the biggest difference though is like I think you enjoy the thrill and the adrenaline rush of that fear aspect, the scare aspect of this season. While I enjoy more of like the aesthetic and the vibe, you know what I mean. I mean, I enjoy the aesthetic and vibe too, but I guess just on a different level. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, well, I think that we can just agree to disagree on what spooky means for each of us. <laughs> yeah, agree to disagree. And what we enjoy during the season. Yeah, which is kind of difficult for us because there are certain things you really love to do, like going to. Knots and Universal, and I think I've only gone to, I've gone to Universal once with you. I think. Yeah, right? we went to Universal one time. You never went to Not Scary Farm with me, but no. those aren't. I mean, I don't know. Those are fun. Those were like more for my nephews if we're taking them, because I like to see them scared. But to me, it's not scary because I, I could just never get past. And even in movies too, I enjoy a good plot point. And you know, obviously. Horror has a lot of good plot points, too. There's a lot of interesting concepts in the world or, you know, supernatural stuff, which I enjoy. I enjoy that stuff. But this, the things that are scary don't really scare me. Like, to me, that stuff isn't scary. As opposed to you watching your psychological thrillers, that's real. There's, there's really somebody out there chopping up bodies that can really kidnap you, drug you, take you back to their apartment, lock you up, and murder you and eat you. And you're like looking at the real thing where the you can actually see their bodies chopped up and you're eating your popcorn as fast as you can. And I'm like, bro, how do you watch that? That's No, it's still a show or a movie. Though. <sighs> it's a depiction, you know. I think either way they're depictions. But I can separate that that's an, a, a singular event that happened where like in a film, I think I think maybe I get too caught up in like the story. And I think that it's real or that like it could happen. Yeah. Versus like something that's based on reality i'm like oh well it already happened it's in the past who knows i don't know i think one thing that really got me on insidious that didn't scare me but i was like oh man this is an actual concept that people think about and maybe even do was astral projection because i always thought that it was since i was a kid and a lot of my dreams in when i sleep i'm able to realize that i'm dreaming and i can literally do what i want in my dream if i want to play football fly around you know, launch beams from my hand like Dragon Ball Z and beat people up, like, I I can do that in my dream. And when I saw them do that, I know it's not in real life and I'm not going to another existence. I realize that it's in my head, you know, that it's not, it's not real. But can people... Re Here's the weird thing, because I've been able to do it where I've been able to, like, see myself asleep and I can, I can uh, go through my house and it's my actual house, like, to the letter... And it could be at night, right? Like, or let's just say when I was living at my parents' house. 
I would astral project, and here's how I start it. I start thinking, I start visualizing a window. I would visualize a window in my room, and I would like think about it until it's perfectly my window in my room, until I'm asleep, and I know I'm, and I know I'm asleep, and I know that I'm dreaming. But I'm, I can. It's weird. Like you, all of a sudden, it's like your eyes open. And you're fully seeing everything. You can turn your yeah. head. You see everything. But that's how I start it. That's if I'm falling asleep and I'm like, okay, what do I want to dream about tonight? I'll start with just visualizing a window. And that always does it. So I'll see myself. I'll be like, okay, I can literally just lift up and float around my house if I want. I'll do that sometimes. And I'll go out my front door. I'll see the street. It'll be the street at my parents' house. And I can literally go up and up and up to the stars, to the clouds. And then I'm sure this has happened too, where like you can't do certain things in your dream too. You start feeling like you're in slow motion or you can't walk. Like sometimes yeah. it's like that. And sometimes I don't know why those things will happen in my dream too, where like all of a sudden I can't fly and I'll fall to the ground. But I know I'm not going to die when I hit it. It might hurt because you still feel in your dreams, which is weird to me. But yeah, it's astral projection is a really cool concept that I didn't know was a thing until that movie. Yeah, I remember us having that conversation afterwards where you were like, uh, that really creeped me out. Like, I didn't know that was a thing and I've been doing it for so long or like experiencing a version of that. And I think that's something we can get into in a next episode because to me, it has a lot to do with like spirituality too. And I have never had those experiences other than like, like feeling like you're falling before you wake up, which I think is like that last part when you're like coming down from like the projection. And I've never experienced like pain necessarily like in a dream or like physical feeling at all, like how I feel it here or like while I'm awake, I guess. But it's a, it is a really interesting concept. Uh, and maybe we can look into that and see what that's all about. Because I don't think we've really done that, right? I don't think so. And it's so weird, too, because I remember, and you probably hear this growing up, oh, if you're in a dream and you want to, and you think it's a dream, pinch yourself, right? And if you don't feel yourself or you wake up, it's a thing. But when I pinch myself in the dream, it hurts. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, am I dreaming? Uh, I, what I used to do to see if I was dreaming or not, because there would be a lot of times where I'd be dreaming and I'd be like, I think I'm dreaming. And I used to check my phone. And it wouldn't work in the dream. Oh. So that was a good one. I would see if mirrors reflect. That, <clears throat> that was a really good one. And if they didn't or things started happening weird, I'd be like, okay, I'm dreaming. I can do whatever. Nothing matters. Like, it's all good. But uh, in the last couple years, I've had a few dreams where I was like, oh, am I dreaming? And my phone worked. And it was like sliding. I'd be on Safari and it would actually be perfectly sliding up and down on like a news feed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, am I dreaming? I think I, I don't know anymore. I think this is real. And I've had some in the last year, some really realistic dreams, hyper realistic where I wake up and I'd be like, whoa, that was a dream. No way. That was perfectly real. And it reminds me of like the choke, the totem in uh, Inception that they have like everyone has their own unique totem that you don't share and like all those things so you had some but now it sounds like you're gonna need to find a new one because yeah yeah the mirror trick hasn't been working as good and the phone trick hasn't been working as good and those are like my go-to's and i dream so often when i sleep that yeah, yeah i need to figure something else out Oh, for sure, because you might just get trapped there like an insidious. <laughs> I don't think so. I've had <laughs> dreams that lasted days, like literal days. But you've also had dreams 
and I think maybe we can get into this because this is the next part, a good segue uh, for some scary stories, things that we've experienced. You shared with me that you've had a dream where you had your grandma who had passed calling to you. That to was weird. To you. Yeah. So what was that like? That was emotional. Uh, yeah. yeah. I just remember her saying my name. That was the big part of that. I don't remember that one too much. And I don't really remember vividly my dreams for a long time. I'll remember them during the day and that day, and I may tell you about it, but I'll try to think back like, dang, I had such a vivid dream a day or two ago about something, and I cannot remember, and it would be on my mind all day. But I don't know why I'd still forget it. I don't know if like your mind just works like that, where you dream something, and it has such a big impact on you, but then just the way your brain works, it files it away, or it deletes it somehow. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know how that works, but it's definitely something that a lot of people talk about is forgetting their dreams. So a lot of people have dream journals. So as soon as they wake up, they jot down. That's a good exactly. idea. Yeah. And a lot of it, I think, also might have to do with like the the like brain waves that your brain operates at when you're sleeping versus when you're awake. There's different waves. So like when you're sleeping, I think you're like around like five hertz, like theta waves. And then you go through like the different REM cycles of sleep, too. But yeah, I just wanted to bring your grandma up because you were, I remember you being freaked out by that. Like, I felt like she was calling me to come and I didn't know if I would be able to come back. Yeah. Have you ever had any other like creepy things happen? I've had things that would make you cry happen. <laughs> Literally, that would make you just cry. Just so we were clear, <laughs> I have, I have heard a lot of stories from friends and family. I've experienced very little, but everything kind of makes me really like... Like, I do believe, so I would say then you believe as well, in, like, otherworldly things. Yeah, I, I do think so. I think there there is something else beyond, like, yes. a scientific explanation, living mm -hmm. or coexisting on our plane of existence. Maybe some kind of spirits, or maybe there is just uh, another plane of existence cohabitating, you know, a 3D space that we live in, and sometimes that wall breaks or, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but... The yeah. veil thins, as they say, mm -hmm. which is something that happens in October, spiritually, culturally. Uh, for me as the Mexican, I know that um, a lot of people talk about Day of the Dead. And that's yeah. kind of what that means. It's like during those days at the end of the month uh, till November 1st, as the month progresses, the veil between like the physical world and the spiritual world... Uh, Thins to a place where like people who have passed or spirits who are still around or want to come visit can kind of intermingle with us, which is why people wear costumes so that you can't tell and you don't want to get trapped and like all these things or why you'd make offerings and all that kind of stuff. Uh, is there a scary story that you want to share or that you feel <sighs> like uh, maybe made an impact on you? Like I can give you a good one that made an impact. So when my buddy Andrew died, right, this one, this one stuck with me really good. When he died, it was really hard to get over that. I still think about it a lot. It's still, you know, I'm still dealing with it. But I want to say about a year later, like when it was like hitting me the hardest, I had a one specific dream where uh, I ran into him and he was just like totally fine. And he kept like telling me, dude, I'm okay. And that was, that was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to get too emotional because then you start crying, I'll start crying, everybody start crying. So we'll keep it light. But yeah, not to get into that one too much. That one affected me a lot. 
that specific dream had a big impact to kind of help me get over that big hump. I was going through it pretty bad emotionally. Yeah. If you want to get into the scarier stuff, um, I've seen, I, okay. And I didn't, I've, this has happened a few times at your house where I would dream. And I guess you could say I would be astral projecting around your house into the backyard because I just like to roam around outside. And I'd come back and there would be dark figures in the corners of your house. And I never told you that because I didn't want to freak you out. And I didn't know if it was real or if it's just my dream. Because I'd be like, oh, shit. But there would literally be, like, a not a person, but some some dark figure in, like, the top corner of a dark room. Or in the kitchen was a weird one. I would I – would, because you know how you had two fridges? One would be yeah. uh, going by the bathroom and then the other one on the other side, right? Or, like, you know, the one by the bathroom and hallway. The one by the one right there by the laundry – uh, I would see your fridge open, like when I was, and oh my god, this this one was the worst. This and this isn't this isn't even in the dream. So when I we would go out, we'd party, whatever. I'd take you home. It'd be two, three in the morning. When I'd be driving away, my radio station would literally turn itself all over the place, and not just that was beyond freaky because the channels were going nuts. Like someone was trying to get a message to me and I could not change a station and set it there. It would keep moving. And I'd be like, God damn it. It's the spirits in your house or something, man. I don't like this. It freaked me out. That, that, that creeped me out really bad. That creeped me out a lot. I got teary eyed when you said the dark things in the corner because <sighs> you know this already. And I've said this story lots of times. Somebody passed away in my family home where I grew up. So the previous owner, unbeknownst to the rest of my family, my dad bought a home where the previous owner had uh, taken their own lives in the house. Um, so we got a really good deal, I'm sure. But he neglected to tell anybody. And so there's lots of stories there uh, that everyone experienced. I only experienced like one night where I had something happen. But for my whole life up until I moved out, I always, I never saw anything with my own eyes, but I always felt dark spirits in the corners of my room, always. Where my bed used to be facing my closet, I, in that top right corner, I always, I always, 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 since I was little, until I left, always there was something dark in that corner. And I wouldn't say that it was like bad or evil, but it was didn't feel good. Um, it was benign, basically. Yeah, I was there. Um, and the same is true for like a lot of my family that lived in that house uh, when I was really young. They always um, in the back right corner of my house, of the actual house, and then also in the... Um, the backyard would always in the corners like talk about seeing things and like having dark things out there yeah um so it was always really creepy um my the back of my house used to be a sunroom before it was like officially built out uh so it was always really creepy back there it was just like like a window and like it wasn't a real wall so it felt really unsafe uh so yeah there's lots of stories there uh, I think the most impactful one for me growing up that I heard was all of my cousins 
um they're like a little my brother is like only a year younger than me so him and then all my cousins are like progressively younger they all walked out of essentially what was like the playroom area of the house that had a fridge and like old school fridges had the freezer up at the top and they all walked out with ice cream in their hands and they were way too little to reach it and they also um mexican bolis are like they're hard water, to split. They're yeah. water pops, but they're hard to split, like, with your hands. You need, like, a grown-up or a knife or scissors. Um, so they would walk out with, like, popsicles that was, like, first of all, how did they get it open? How did they get them out? And how did they have them, like, like broken in half? Um, and the kids would just be, like, Miham gave them to us. They named the ghost, I guess. What the heck? And they, and they had these ice creams. Um, what was the ghost's name? They called him Miham. Miham? Like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what... Uh, we actually know the name of the owner. I won't share it for privacy reasons, but it was not that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's there's so many stories. He was he was a veteran, so he was in a wheelchair, which my house has a ramp. And um, the people, like my aunts and uncles who stayed in, the, in those rooms um, would hear and or see the shadow in the wheelchair, um, which was really weird. And just lots of things, lots of my little cousins, my, all my cousins and us, we all grew up there for like a few years. We all lived in that house and everybody had a story, which was really weird. I didn't experience um, anything until like one night when I was like, I don't know, like 11 or something maybe. And it wasn't like that big of a deal because I didn't see anything. I just saw like the VCR turn on and off by itself and the time change by itself. Um but yeah, my house, I think, definitely was haunted, uh, especially early on. And then I think things kind of calmed down. Yeah. But I think uh, you maybe being like a new person in the home because you started spending the night, coming around more often, which before you had never done that, I think could have maybe triggered things for you uh, to see or experience stuff. But yeah, that you seeing dark shadows in the corner does not surprise me. I definitely always felt them. And there was at least two times where I remember going to bed and I could feel the physical pressure behind me as if somebody had laid on the bed. That's creepy. Next to me. And there was a, one of those two times was like two it was too real. And I was like, okay, this is a problem. We're going to have to turn some things on. Um, and I would like have to turn the lights on or turn the TV on or keep the TV on or something. But yeah, it's. That room yeah. was so poorly insulated. Oh my God. It would get <laughs> impossibly cold there. Like, and it would. And I don't moist. know if that has something to do with it because if you watch, we watch a lot of scary shows and like ghost hunting type stuff paranormal type stuff and they talk about that a lot um yeah temperature those things yeah. yeah that that um the presence of something can cause temperature changes especially a drop in a temperature change yeah i know the markers for an evil entity are what a, a smell of something rotten like sulfur no. rotten eggs or dead meat like something like that insects um insects. cold temperatures Stuff like that, right? I don't think and there's ever a lot been of the anything times, like, meaning harm. Too. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anything. If there was a spirit there, I don't think it meant harm. It was just there, you know. Mm -hmm. But that's the vibe I got there. I don't. When we moved here, I didn't get any vibes here. 
No, so, yeah, that was a man. really big thing for me, especially coming from a home that I knew like something had happened yeah. in. I remember the first time we came here was at night and this place had no lighting. Um, so we were like flashing our phone and I, I really was concerned over like, how do I feel there? Because yeah. I, I think I, I think I would know if I walked into something and it didn't feel right. And so I was a little creeped out because it was dark and I was, I insisted without saying why necessarily that I wanted to come during the day also. And yeah, there's nothing here. Um, our dogs bark a lot, but we have like, they bark at little noises. And so like, there hasn't been anything weird here, which I'm very thankful for. Um, but I also think, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's cause it's us and it's, I don't know. Yeah. I think I'm, I keep us pretty safe. You know, I own multiple firearms. I train with them. You can't firearm. I will safety, blast uh... a ghost. Okay. <laughs> I will start <laughs> blasting. I don't care. <laughs> if I, if I saw something yeah. physically in here that wasn't yeah. welcome. Oh, hell no. So yeah, I mean. I got. I think it was pretty good vibes when we moved here. Overall, I didn't get any yeah. bad vibes. It felt good. It felt gross because of the condition, because it was a fixer. But I mean, now it's awesome. Yeah, energy wise, though, I think it was never. It's good. Um, yeah, it was never bad or anything, which is really good. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy! I can't believe you never shared that with me, though. Like I haven't thought things. about it in a long time. Yeah. So that was like early on, then, right? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. At that time, did you know that about the history of the house? I don't think house? so. I think even when that was happening, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, at that point, it wasn't like a point to share because no. things hadn't happened in the home for many, many years. We're, we've lived there now for like 30 years. So Yeah. And it's so weird because my friends would be so interested in that because we used to go check out urban legends in our own area. Yeah. Like, we live in like Orange County, Riverside County. We were living in Orange County. And uh, I, I don't know if we ever took to you, took you by it, but the dog, the barking yes. dog on the freeway. So there's a part where uh, where we live. If you live in Orange County, it's the 91 freeway heading east. Yeah, and you pass Weir Canyon. So between Weir Canyon and Gypsum Canyon, if you're in the far left lane, driving by in the middle of the night, you could hear a dog barking only at night. And it could have something to do with the temperature outside, the when it gets a little later in the nighttime, early morning, the moisture level rises a bit just because the pressure changes. And maybe that moisture between the tires could make a weird noise. That's how I rationalize it because you could duplicate it because every time we would drive by, we would hear that noise and it would sound like a dog barking. But I went and I did not hear anything. That's weird. Yeah. So there was that. We would go to Black Star Canyon, which is super famous because... That's really popular in Orange County because yeah. I never went, but I heard a lot of people and I would get invited to go and I was like, absolutely not. But what can you tell us about that? The creepiest thing to happen at Black Star Canyon, because we would go often, we'd meet new friends and we'd be like, hey, have you been to Black Star? Let's go to Black Star. It'd be three o'clock in the morning and we'd take a trip out there. Cops would come, we'd run in the bushes and hide. We'd be parked way the hell away and we'd walk like a couple miles in. Not too far, not to like the waterfall or anything. Maybe to the, there'd be a few abandoned buildings. I think there was a bus too. But the craziest thing happened where... We were going through the canyons. There's no trains. And when you, you sometimes, when it's really late, you can't hear the train from really far away. You can tell it's a train. One time, the canyons started rumbling really, really hard to the point where it sounded, I can't even describe it. Like, it, it was almost earthquakey. 
but it was so insanely loud. It sounded like a jet was flying through the canyons. It was crazy loud. And we were all like, what is happening? What is this sound? We still never figured it out what it was. We couldn't duplicate it or anything either. But my God, was it loud. It was terrifying. It sounded like the world was ending. So that was the craziest thing that ever happened. And, you know, nothing actually happened to us at all. But the fact that, like, something sounding like a nuclear explosion was happening next to us. And it wasn't a short thing. It was 30, 40 seconds of us panicking, like, what is happening right now? You know, that was that was pretty terrifying. That was the scariest thing to ever happen, though. Yeah, I could never, and I probably would never. It's, like, I sometimes find it creepy to be in, like, areas or, like, places where you know, like, bad stuff's happening or bad stuff has happened. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's a little creepy, too creepy for me. It's just too... Um, like, even uh, I went to, like, an old-school cemetery. When my grandma passed, she was buried in Mexico. And it was, like, walking out of that was, like, if you've ever seen, like, a movie, like, The Craft or something, when they walk in, like, slow motion and, like, the wind is blowing and, like, the spirits are around, it was, like, that vibe, walking out of that. And it was, like, how do you walk out of that and not have something, like, trail you? And for me, especially because... Like, there were so many tombstones with my family name on them. And yeah. I was like, that is, it's extra creepy. Like, cemeteries and things, places like that are, are a little creepy anyways. But when you see your, like, your last name on a bunch of things, and then you walk out of that and you're like, oh, my gosh, I hope nothing stuck around, uh, like, on that Disney ride. But, yeah, those are some Perfect. pretty creepy, <laughs> creepy <laughs> things, places. Listen, when I was a kid and they told me, like, a ghost is going to leave with you, I was so freaked out about it. I was like, that can't be real. But I pondered it for yeah, a bit. Yeah, I'd be sure. like, where's the ghost? Let me see him. I want to see the ghost yeah, now. I know. Anyways, those are some pretty good stories, honestly. I did not expect some of that. And they're creepy still to even just talk about for me, even though I didn't experience them. Because... I don't know. I just think that everything's possible, you know? It's, like, weird. Okay. So I think we're good on stories. I thought to wrap up the show for our first episode, we could do some recommendations sure. to anyone listening or watching who wants to get in the mood for spooky season, wants to get that vibe started, um, or just is looking for some something to do or something to watch. Um, so yeah, do you have maybe your like top three, like scariest movies that you would recommend someone watch? These are for adults. Do not make your children or have your children watch this stuff. But I think uh, movie wise, the number one would be Insidious. The very first one. I agree. Yeah. That would be my Ed and Lorraine Warren. They were real people. Even though the events are fictionalized, uh, they were out there fighting ghosts back in the day. Spirits, poltergeists, whatever. They were in the trenches getting the work done. So that's a pretty cool one. It gives some context on astral projection. Pretty cool. Sidious is great. The other ones I wouldn't recommend. I actually thought Annabelle was pretty scary too. That movie, I don't know why. They just, the framing of the plot 
and how they set up their scary scenes was offbeat. And I think that really, it's a solid recommendation if you're looking to get scared. And that's just from that line of horror. So I'll give, yeah. that's more spiritual jump scare horror um, in that aspect. If you're looking for something not as jump scary, if you're just looking for something with a better plot point or interesting characters, you want to go for a show rather than a movie, and you've been watching it, and maybe you can give your opinion, I think Home Sweet is a good one to start. Not super scary. Maybe it is, but yeah, you could talk about it a little bit. And your opinion on Home Sweet, it's a Korean show on Netflix, but it yeah. does have an English dub, which is pretty good still. Yeah, I would say like in terms of the dubbing, it's great, because <laughs> I don't really enjoy a lot of like foreign stuff because it typically doesn't have dubbing or the dubbing's really bad. Um, I say in, in that aspect, it's fine. In terms of the storyline, I think the storyline's really good too. I think if if I wouldn't put it in like a top recommendation to get in the mood necessarily for like spooky season, I don't know that it's necessarily spooky in my opinion. I think it's a little bit more just gruesome. Um, and it has some elements that have made me scared because it does have like monsters and things, but I don't know that it's like, like if you want to get scared, I don't know. But if you want to be entertained, I think it's like a good medium. It's like a, another level, I guess. It's a good, you're giving them kind of like options, you know? Did I ever show you the movie Quarantine? Did you watch that with me? I think that's a good one too. I don't know. I really like the the camera horror genre especially mm. when it comes to either like some sort of doomsday scenario is that also the the like foreign film no there, oh, okay. there is a foreign version of it i think the second one no i think i'm thinking something else but no that's not a foreign film oh, okay so any kind of like doomsday scenario thing they really intrigue me especially quarantine it's basically about uh, a group of people get trapped in a, an apartment complex in a building one building sort of similar to home suite right but some person in the building gets infected with a virus that turns you basically into a zombie. And then the CDC plasters every, not plasters, but plastic wraps everybody in. Everyone is surrounding, the, the military surrounding the building with guns. And they send in some firefighters, I think, some police officers and maybe some SWAT and uh, biological hazmat suit people. But nobody's allowed out. So they kind of go through the plot of people turning, people fighting people turning into zombies and then they go into the lore of how it started once they figure out that someone on the top floor living there it has something to do with the entire origin of it so it's pretty cool i like the lore of it and the story but i like that genre altogether yeah yeah i think that's a, that's a solid a solid list with lots of variation i don't know that mine will be that good because like I said, I don't enjoy scary films or anything, but I definitely think my number one is uh, Insidious. I think that that's just, it's awful. I think if you don't <laughs> like scary movies, <laughs> I think if you don't like scary movies, it's like the one you don't want to watch because it, it really has like, I think it has like a part of like that spiritual side, like the astral projection is like, it's, it's studied so i think it has like a little element of like realism to it too um like you said uh ed and lorraine warren were real people they did these things and like and they have a lot of movies from the things that they you know researched um so i think out of all of them it's probably the one that's like the most 
like creepy and like really at least got to me um even though some of the things in there are like really fictionalized um and that part's really obvious um besides that i mentioned the ring before i think it's just like a little classic you know it's a 2000s classic uh it's one of those newer ones where like it just has like it has a different face to the story that i i would actually watch that again um oh wow like if I wanted to be scared but still enjoy it, I think it, it has like I know it's not real, but it has like a built-in lore with like the film, uh, or like the the that video in there and stuff. Um, but I still I find it really creepy. It's gross, but it's not like it's not gonna like make you lose sleep. I don't think I don't think. Um, and then just like the ultimate classic, The Exorcist. I think as somebody who grew up in a religious like kind of household and like around religion it's like a really interesting aspect because there are there are, are actual priests who are licensed to like do exorcisms and i i've looked into them and watched like vice like specials on it and like all this stuff and it's it's super fictionalized as well but it's just like one of those classics where it's like if you, I think people who enjoy scary movies and enjoy Halloween season would probably have it in like their collection. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, you're talking, in my opinion, one of the best horror movies of all time. I was thinking more line, along the lines of like The Obscure. You know, in my yeah, train I of think thought. you you like to watch a lot of like that genre of film, I guess. Um, and so I think yeah, it's a good balance of like kind of like the classics like the one the go-tos that a lot of people have and then like some... you have an honorable mention Ooh, not like a scary one because my like go-tos are like you know like the nightmare before christmas even though that's christmas in the title like i said halloween town um hocus pocus I might watch Hocus Pocus 2 if somebody wants to, you know, hit me up with the Disney Plus login. <laughs> um, we have Disney Plus. <laughs> Come on. Well, I don't have a login. Oh, my so. goodness. But, yeah, like, I I don't like to watch scary movies, you know? So, like, yeah, I don't have, I don't know that I would recommend, like, I don't know, maybe if somebody was wanting to get scared but wasn't, like, ready what would I recommend? I don't know. These are your honorable mentions. I can give you I mine. Know. I would say The Wailing is a good honorable mention. Never heard Terrifying, of it. great plot. Yeah. Girl, the I Wailing. said if they wanted to ease into it and you're like terrifying. Yeah, if you're looking for a PG-13, maybe dip your toe into horror, I don't know if I'm fit to like really give a recommendation off that. You're more on the deep end, I think. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I think I'm like definitely at the shallow end and I don't really tread much yeah. further than that. Maybe like The Walking Dead or something. That's starting yeah, to so. get into horror, but it's not scary whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, not. some people might find zombies scary. I don't know. Or the situations. I think anything zombie related is like borderline. It's like, in, unless you really don't like to look at like the images of like zombies, but I think zombie related things are like a good way to like kind of like dip your toe into like that that genre yeah dawn of the yeah. dead would be really good that's a good zombie flick i can recommend is that the, is that the funny one or no no it's that's scary yeah <laughs> i guess that would be my honorable mention Shaun of, of, the the Shaun of the dead Shaun right? of the dead that's a good one yeah i think that would be like a really good but that's like... a full-blown comedy 
There's. I know, but it's still like zombies. I guess and it's I think, spooky. Like, like if you had like tweens in your life who aren't ready for like Insidious, you know, you'd be like, all right, we're gonna watch this. It's funny, and like, and then maybe after you can watch Dawn of the Dead. Awesome. Okay. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's it for us. I think it is. Yeah. Thank that's... you for tuning in. Yeah. To our first episode. Uh, be sure to follow us. We're going to be uh, working on getting the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, in the meantime, you'll be able to watch us on YouTube, which is awesome because we can just get it up as soon as we edit it. Um, and we'd love to know what your guys's spooky season is all about give us some recs down in the comments i think that would be really fun to see what everyone else is enjoying or watching or what they do during this season and uh yeah we'll see you guys in the next episode don't forget to like and subscribe do the youtubey yes. things and we're out as they say all right bye everyone <laughs>